Hey folks, Paul Riddick here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. Let me ask you a question. Does your son really have a hitting flaw? We're going to get into that in this episode. Please head on over to 567dad.com where you can pick up a copy of the 567dad book. Uh, it's a book we are super proud of and is really helping a lot of dads who are trying to manage this kind of crazy and ever-changing world of uh, amateur baseball. So let's get into it. And let me just say this right off the bat. Let me get this out of the way. If you go to a lesson or you go to your coach for a, a session, a BP session or, or whatever, a lesson, and they immediately start talking to you about the swing or they want to work out some flaws in you or take you through some drills, you should run far and fast. Like if you saw the Forrest Gump, like that kind of running, like run and don't, don't stop. Here's why. Any coach that is going to first start talking to you about your swing and the flaws in your swing and the adjustments that they're going to make and all these little tweaks and stuff like that, they're going to lay instruction over you and their concern and their 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 approach to coaching is what they can kind of put on you right and what it is is it's a, it's a very flawed addition model and what that means is that somehow if we can do some drills if we can add these things to your repertoire it will eliminate the weaknesses in you and by addition we will have subtraction of your weaknesses and you'll become a better hitter but the problem with the addition model is the addition model presupposes that there's something wrong with you and so if you're going to a hitting coach who is using that kind of addition model, then there, you're always going to be in a situation that there's something wrong with your hitting. The, and, and, and I never doubt the intentions of a coach. Please don't confuse that. When I say run, I'm saying run for, for your, your long-term development as a player. I'm not saying run from like this person is an evil person. I never doubt a coach's intentions. 99% of the coaches I met really have, well, let me adjust that. 95% of the coaches I've met, because over the last few years, I've seen some other ones, have the kid's total best interest at heart. But a lot of times coaches will, will approach coaching with what they can kind of you know imbue on you. What, what blanket can they lay on you? Or how can they take their knowledge and somehow impart it on you? Or they take what they were taught and then kind of regurgitate it and put it back on you because that's the only way they know because that's the only way that they were taught. And so what happens is, is that when you take this approach that inherently there's something wrong with your hitting, you will never be a great hitter. I was in a conversation with a former teammate of mine uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about hitting, and we and we both agreed on a very interesting thing. Anytime you see a swing analyzed, which there's there's a lot of that right on social media now, where they're analyzing the swing, like look at what Griffey did here, look at what Mickey Mantle did here, you know, look at what Bonds did here, Pujols, right? They look at all these hitters, and there's one common denominator with every one of those swings. I'm going to tell you what it is in a second, but the first thing that your hitting coach should be saying to you. The first question, when they sit down, you should be on two buckets sitting across from each other and you should have a little skull session and he should say, tell me about the pitches you're swinging at. That's, because that's the key. That's like everything. Because any of the instruction that they're going to lay over you, that blank, that addition blanket that they're going to lay over you, none of that is going to be applicable if you are swinging at a bad pitch. And so going back to the conversation with my former teammate, uh, a guy named Brian Bonus, we were talking about it and, and, and we both agreed that if you look at any analysis of a great swing, if they say, look at this great swing, the one common denominator of every single one of those analysis videos is they are swinging at like a fastball that is like right in their wheelhouse. Or they're looking at, or, they're, or they hit some pitch that they read or, or a hanging curveball. They, they, they picked up on a mistake. They hit, they got a pitch that they could hit. 
So let's say uh, if Ted Williams came in for a hitting instruction session and Ted Williams says, I'm really having trouble hitting and we get him in the cage and we work out all these things. But then later we find out Ted Williams has been swinging a lot of low and outside pitches. Well, Ted Williams was a 240 hitter on a pitch that was low and outside for him. So if he is swinging at that pitch, there is no level of instruction. There is no drill. There is no, uh, no, no uh, series of uh, corrective uh, measures or flaw eliminations or the addition of this or tweaking your elbow or turning your head or opening your foot or doing this that is going to fix that ability to pick a good pitch and hit it. Nothing. Nothing. It is the lock and the key. And too many times we are looking at just how the lock works and we're not looking at what key are you putting in the lock, right? We're looking at, we're looking at all the wrong things when we start to instruct hitters, right? So if a hitter is not performing up to their ability, it is it, more times than not, it is not a flaw. I want to see what pitches are you hitting? Cause I, cause I, I, several times a week, we get videos sent to me. Take a look at my son swinging. He didn't hit that ball well. And you know what my answer is? He shouldn't have swung at that pitch. He's never going to hit that ball well. Just like a video of Barry Bonds or Ted Williams swinging at a low and outside pitch, the, the response is not, well, his elbow dropped or his head tweaked or his front foot, he didn't, he didn't separate his hips. Or now, a hitting coach, can you can do it. I mean, you can make it sound. Like it's like a, you know, a, a real diagnosis of something if you want it to. But the bottom line is, I don't know that there's anything wrong with your swing until I see you swing at some pitches that you can hit. Then I'll be able to tell you whether or not you have something. Maybe there are some problems in your swing. And most of those problems in your swing can, be, can, can come down to two things, by the way. The weight of the bat they're using and the level of strength with which they prepared to play. Very, very few of those things are some kid has some abnormal um, glitch in his swing that can be fixed through instruction. Oftentimes those glitches are they're swinging a bat that's too heavy or too light, too light, or they're not strong enough to duplicate that swing over and over again at good pitches over the course of a six and nine month season. Bottom line. We don't like to hear that as coaches because we want our solution to be the lock and the key. We want our solution to lay that blanket over somebody. But if, if our real intentions are to create the greatest hitters that we can, and if we are not having a discussion on the pitches that hitters are swinging at, that we are doing them a massive disservice and we should be ashamed of ourselves. And I'm not standing here on, on ceremony. I, I, I spent a long time instructing hitting that way. Until we started to get more and better data on strength and weaknesses of hitter. And we said, wait a minute. Why am I trying to get kids to hit low and outside pitches? And then Ted Williams hitting book comes out and you look at it and say, wow, no hitting coach told Ted Williams is you really got to get your average up on that low and outside pitch. Or Barry Bonds had kind of a similar issue. You really need to work on that low and outside pitch. No, what they did is they told him to lay off that pitch. And most of the videos that I see where parents are looking to me, can you analyze my son's swing for flaws? The only flaw that I see is that they're swinging at a bad pitch. And when I get hitters and I throw them pitches that they can hit, they hit. Simple as that. Simple as that. You should, as hitting coaches, we should be establishing the strengths of your hitter, getting your hitter to understand this is where you're strong. This is where you're weak. Now, most of the time we want to keep you in the, in the areas with which you are strong. And we want you swinging at pitches that you can drive with authority. Now, situationally, you may have to adjust that, that, um, that, 
that plan of attack, right? If there's two strikes or you, maybe you need to move a runner over or, you know, you need to, whatever situation of the game may dictate that you may have to abandon that strategy. But as a long-term general strategy, you want to be swinging at pitches that you can hit and you can hit with authority. If you can't hit the blank out of it, my suggestion is don't swing. Take the pitch. So a good strategy for Ted Williams and Barry Bonds is to take the low and outside pitch, even if it's strike one, even if it's strike two. And I'd rather have you hit for two strikes than be a 240 hitter swinging at a pitch that you can't hit. Getting our kids to understand their strengths and also to understand, and this doesn't go with the current strategy, the current pressures that are put on kids, also understand is that you may go up to the plate and not see a great pitch to hit. It's just the way it is. You may go a whole game and not see a great pitch to hit. Does that mean that you're not going to swing or they're not you're going to get a hit? No, but you have to develop that discipline. Look at no matter what we say about Barry Bonds, you take that 73 home run season, right? Whatever it is, right? We, we've, we've 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 beaten that to death. The next year, I think he hit like 370, and mostly that was because he was disciplined at the plate. He was willing to take two or three walks to wait for that one or two pitches that he would see a game. The average major league hitter is swinging at four pitches a game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The average major league hitter is swinging at eight pitches a game, seeing 16. So the difference is, is how do what do we do? Do we start swinging at more pitches? And 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 statistically show the more swings a hitter takes, the more he strikes out. Simple as that. The less swings they take, the less they strike out. It's just simple as that. The higher average, the average doesn't go up with the more swings that we take. But if you put a kid in a cage and you throw 20 balls at them, they're going to swing at 20 balls when they probably should have only swung at maybe five or six or seven that they could have really hit the blank out of. If you're not going to hit the blank out of it, don't swing unless situationally the game dictates that you have to abandon that philosophy. So um, does your son have a hitting flaw? I, I don't meet many kids that have hitting flaws. If they're swinging at the pitches they should swing at, what I do meet is kids that are either swinging too heavy or too light of a bat, are swinging at the wrong pitches, or are not strong enough to duplicate a consistent swing at those pitches for a six to nine month season. And unfortunately, most of those fixes are not brought about by a hitting coach. So uh, in the next, uh, uh, well, not the next one, in an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about underhand tossing. My new favorite thing underhand tossing why are we doing that i don't know we are going to go into the uh, sound science and the eclectic wisdom of underhand tossing until then head on over to 567dad.com and uh if you're listening on itunes or youtube or podcasting platforms uh please subscribe and um thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week thank you Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.